Hello and welcome to the China Gaming Federation podcast. My name is Austin, and I'm joined here today with Demic. What's up, everybody? So Demic is a huge comic book enthusiast. Specifically, I would say a Batman fan. Definitely a Batman fan for sure. I like how you said comic book enthusiast. It's a I'm not like a nerd. Like I don't know all the comic books, but the mainstream stuff, the superhero stuff, yeah. Like, yeah, like you're really into the MCU and all of that. Yeah, and, yeah, definitely love those movies. Yeah, I mean you're very outspoken about your. Uh, I try to stay, I try to stay positive, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're very optimistic. I would say. <laughs> Thanks, man. So I wanted to talk to you today about just comic books in games, which I think is an interesting topic. There. Has been a long history of comic books and games. I mean, comic books have been pretty popular for a long yeah, time. Yeah,、definitely. so、uh, they've tried to adapt comic books to games with some success and with some failures along the way. I mean, going back way back in the history of oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean,、oh, like, way back in the it could be eighties even. I mean, they they put Spy versus Spy. You know, which is Mad Magazine. Yeah, yeah, old, way back in the day, and I think the first comic to video game adaptation was actually Superman. Was it? Yeah, nice. It was Superman on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred in nineteen seventy eight. Look at that, seventy eight. Yeah, and you know what's ironic about that is they can't make a damn Superman movie in modern day. I mean, a Superman game、yeah. in modern day,、uh, at least not without you know. I mean, glitches. Superman sixty four is lauded as one of the worst. That's a notorious one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not just worst comic book games, one of the worst games, period. Man, I re- man, I remember my brother. He got that game as a gift and was determined to play it. He was determined to play it. I and, tried, boy. We did. I we didn't know what a bad game was back then. You know what I mean? So、sure. we were just happy that we could fly. Yeah, you know what I mean, even though the flying was shitty, that was the shittiest part of the game. Was trying to fly,、uh, and the fog in that game、oh、was、goodness. real bad. And flying was a big part. Part of the game, flying through yeah, like those、yeah. rings or whatever. That's just what I was about to mention. The rings. Yeah, it was like you, like the draw distance was weird. It wouldn't show up until you were near them, and then they had a really a weird up and down mechanic where it's just trying to balance it and get it in the right angle. Come on, uncomfortable. Was,、yeah, very, very. I can't play that game today. <laughs> sure, sure.、Uh, but the Superman on Atari Twenty Six Hundred was actually pretty well regarded, and it was an early, I would say, open world game. You could、yeah. fly around、oh, Metropolis back then.、Uh, did you Did you ever play it? Never played it, but no, I, mean, I, I looked it up. It looked. I mean, it was as faithful、time. as it could be. You know, it's a little bit hard. There were you know obvious technical limitations. Yeah, for sure. But、uh, you could fly around Metropolis and even go inside some buildings and stuff like the、uh, what is it? The Daily Planet, I、oh, think. Right?、Cool. Yeah. So、right、that's kind of cool. Who was? I wonder who the bad guy was in that one. The villain. I'm not sure. It'd be cool.、Uh, yeah. Right on. Right on. But、uh, there is a slew of X Men games. I mean, there is a lot of those. Those are the, big, the arcade that, one in particular. I mean, that I think led to a lot of the popularity of of comic book game adaptations was X Men, which later Capcom did、uh, the X Men versus Street Fighter, which eventually、yeah. they made Marvel versus Capcom, which is I think. Not just my person, a lot of people's the, one of their favorite yeah, Marvel versus comic Kong, book games a, ever. It's a superb fighting game, really. It's great, and I think a big part of you know we're talking about what works and what doesn't work, and I think what really didn't work was where you have these games that try to just kind of throw 
these superheroes into these games, yeah. right? But they make like these the generic, generic games. You know, it's like I talk about how Superman worked on the Atari 2600. It was trying to be faithful. I mean, it was a tie-in to the, what is that, uh, Richard Donner film? Yeah, 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 the movie, the movie. Uh, and it was trying to be faithful, like to replicate that feeling of being Superman, Superman yeah. which is like what you want in these games, you know? And there's a ton of source material to pull from that's what makes Definitely. it cool even back know? then even back yeah then. yeah and that's it that's it like like to to make a successful comic book movie you have to get like or game or game yeah. or movie i keep thinking movies game movie <laughs> you know the media uh either way you have to get like you know the the, the spirit of the superhero the spirit right. of the comic and try to make it work you know what i mean and i mean we that's see, the biggest challenge i think sure and we see tons of games that are just generic i mean like uh later we saw another superman game they looked great arcade game but it was essentially just streets of rage you yeah, know you couldn't yeah. even fly you know yeah, I mean, that yeah. seems like sacrilege yeah to have superman game without flight you know yeah i mean yeah like, well, how <laughs> are you are you even superman you know? what was it a platformer is that what it was it was it was it was like a beat-em-up ah, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 just like the x-men games you know yeah I mean? exactly but i mean i think it worked for the x-men games Definitely. but but uh i mean it really worked we talked about marvel versus capcom where that works because they made they put so much effort into like the sounds, the unique animations, the yes. feeling of—I mean, each character had its own character. Yeah, you know, it, it I mean, had its own it flavor, its own unique. uniqueness. Exactly. Yeah. Look at that right there. And, and so that's what makes a comic book adaptation work. For I sure, think. for sure. Individualizing and, each character, giving the spirit of that character, and most of all, especially when it comes to superheroes, letting you have that power you know what i mean if you're going to be wolverine use them claws if you're going to be cyclops use them beams you know and so on and yeah the x-men uh arcade game that to me was like i think it might have been one of my favorite that and ninja turtles yeah i mean which was a great ninja turtles i don't even think everybody realized ninja turtles are a comic it was a black and white comic book yeah yeah that's uh, said to be uh like within the same universe as daredevil like they supposedly got the ooze and the uh the creation of the turtles came from the same universe that made Daredevil blind. So that same Uzi stuff, Whoa. yeah, it's kind of crazy, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. There are a lot of interesting kind of tie-ins and like you know crossovers between mm-hmm. a lot of comic books, which I think is fun and kind of can really create these unique settings, you know, and interesting backstories and stuff yeah. for for gaming specifically. That's it. You know, and you have a lot of freedom to also tell your own stories because that's what happens in comic books is they have a bunch of different writers over the span of maybe even one story arc. They might have like, you know, a couple dozen issues over a single story arc that's covered by like four different writers, you know, and like several different artists, which sometimes works really well. Sometimes it might kind of mess with the cohesiveness of it, you know, but it's like, that's kind of part of the bag of, you know, what it you're... Comes with the territory. I don't know. Yeah, it's part yeah. of the territory. And I think going back to what makes games, you know, these adaptations work is when sometimes we get, you know, games like like we have Paul Dini writing mm. the Arkham games, which yeah. he was involved with the animated series. And we got like... Yeah, dude, he's the creator of Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah he's the he's one the that knows... Of Harley Quinn. Yeah, he knows exactly what he's doing. And we got Mark Hamill. You know, Doing returning the, for exactly, which, and he's Kevin Conroy as Batman. Like, yeah, and I think Mark Hamill's possibly one of the best 
Jokers. I mean, Troy Baker's right there because he's he's Troy Baker's basically doing an imitation of Mark Hamill. But yeah. but you're right, Mark Hamill. When I read a, a Batman comic, I'm listening to Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill in those I, voices, you know, in my head. I mean, a lot of people, most everyone, pretty much adores the Heath Ledger. Yeah, you know, I yeah. mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a new take. I mean, as well. I mean, there there are a few different takes on it that are really. I mean, the uh, the Joker was great, but I mean. If I'm gonna be like diving into the just the Batman universe, yeah, I would think of yeah. Mark Hamill's voice yeah, in my definitely. head, you know, Hell like yeah. so iconic, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. And the uh, you know, to say that back in the day, at least my take on it was that comic books uh didn't have like didn't hold much sway, especially like, you know, in popular media back then. Sure. Not like they are now, because they're, you know, they're in high regard. There's a there's a a, a slew of history and 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 uh, material to to get to to adapt now. Sure. But back then, you know, back then in the nineties, cartoons were adapting these comic book storylines very faithfully. Spider-Man. Spider-Man Batman. and all that stuff. And then trans uh, you know transferring that to video games, uh they also did it very faithfully, but they weren't always well received. And right. yeah, a lot of like fans, uh, friends that I know, particularly uh, fans that are of these things, like when they're straight up adapted. Like they like seeing the Phoenix Saga from beginning to end with no deviation. Sure. So people- when you get a movie like X Men Apocalypse that tries to do that or Dark Phoenix or whatever, it ruins it, and it's like, uh, you know, not not so good. I mean, okay, so I mean, you talk. I mean, you're pretty optimistic about everything. You're just mm. happy to see. More, more of it, you know. For the, I mean, for the most part, yeah. Like yeah. we've previously talked, you know, about when I was getting really into the Watchmen, and I, for the first time, watched the movie, yeah. and I hated it. I mean, I it wasn't a terrible movie, sure. but I hated the subtle. It was really subtle changes that yeah. I felt really, though, really changed. The tone of it, yeah. you know? Particularly the ending, right? Sure. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And that, like, yeah. just bothered me yeah. so deeply, you know? Because it was like the book was so... Perfect. Per- it's perfect. Yeah, I know. You know. It really is. And then, and then they also did make a game tie into it. Did they have a Watchmen game? Yeah, no. the end is not. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. The one with War- Rorschach one. and uh, uh, some other guy. Uh, the com- Hawk dude. Or uh, yeah, whatever. Owl. 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 The owl. Night, Night Owl. Night Owl. That's yeah. it. So, but... um terrible it's another case of cash grab well just doing generic game it was streets of rage again it just a generic beat them up yep you know and did not do the source material justice at all even the movie which i you know have my issues with was i mean in a lot of ways a scene by scene direct faithful recreation yeah Yeah. you know yeah i mean it for me it was the dialogue that i took issue with you know i mean it was like they just ruined the tone, in my opinion. You yeah. Know, by subtly, these subtle changes that like took it from poetry and made it like mass, yeah, like consumer mainstream. Product. Yeah, mainstream. Yeah, mainstream. It was just like sure. bubblegum. You know that that criticism is very well well taken because I totally get where you're coming from, and you're absolutely right. Like all that stuff, the changes that they had to make, at least for the movie and stuff. Uh, they have to make it for whatever reason they feel like they have to make it and staying on the positivity end of it. Yeah. I find things that I like about it. I see that Manhattan looks like goddamn Manhattan. You know, he yeah. looks like, like the dude, all the characters look comic book, uh, faithful. So it's pretty cool in that aspect that I liked. Uh, and yeah, the changes kind of suck and, and the criticisms are completely fair. 100%. Uh, but I would say that, 
I would say that for the most part, I like that they're taking it seriously. That's what I like. Like, I like that it exists. Sure. I like that that it's there and people are actually... Because that movie, for example, what is it? 2009, I think. is already laying the foundations for companies and movie studios to take that stuff seriously. And then the MCU comes out with their stuff. And now we have a whole mainstream media, the MCU and the DC Universe of stuff. That's like now, all right, they kind of know what they're doing. Let's believe in them a little bit and see what happens and where it goes. Well, and, and I think that's been transferring to video games. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, it used to be a rare, a rare occurrence. You know, I mean, it was like this. I mean, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films, or like, uh, was it Tim Burton working on like? I mean, just Batman. all the old Batman movies, Superman. It was usually very much more mainstream characters that were being adapted, and it was a big deal to yeah. comic book yeah. fans. You know. And we did see more kind of niche appearances in games, which was kind of cool, you know? Yeah. But it's not until, you know, I would say with the mainstream success of the MCU and all of that, that we've really seen Yeah, that change, explosion. that shift. But I mean, we have been seeing these game adaptations for a long time. Yeah. And with hits and misses. And I think on that note, uh, before we dive into, you know, the serious meat which there's a lot of content we're gonna have to kind of cut down on stuff to talk about but i would like to just kind of reference a few games that aren't even necessarily comic book adaptations but that are you know that are inspired by comic books yeah yeah i'm looking forward to this list let's check it out let's see where we're at so i mean like way back in the day. I don't know if you ever played this. I'm sure you're familiar with it, but there was Comic Zone. Comic Zone, yeah. Yeah, and that was not based off a comic book, but it was like playing in a comic book. And that was really Yeah, I never got to try that, yeah. Very cool game, cool style and everything. And I think it even still holds up today, you know? And it's cool to see stuff that like takes inspiration from comic books. And I think that a lot of the games that work are where they do that. They nail that comic book aesthetic, that vibe of That's it. Yeah, and yeah. that's really something cool. Even uh, comic book, even sorry, video games that are directly related to comic books can have a good influence. Uh, games that come to mind like Max Payne. The that's what I was, I was next kind of yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, is, it, is it a comic book? I mean, most it's a, of it's, it's a graphic novel. Most of its you know? inspiration is noir, mm. you know. But I mean, it tells it in a graphic novel, which holds up better than yeah, like it's really good. Yeah, it's really good. Really, really good. good. Cool story, and I think it made the game. Have lasting appeal. Yeah, yeah. Another another one that comes to mind is like Infamous, the Infamous series, for example. Those, those two games are like very, very superhero based and comic book based, uh, even though they're not directly uh, adapted from any. It's got comic the vibe. Book. It's got the vibe. That's yeah, it. and uh, I don't know if you played it, but I'm a huge fan of Gravity Rush. I played it on the Vita. Hell yeah! I, I, I don't know if I got the platinum, but. Uh, that was a good one. That was another one that's like you, you manipulate gravity. You're, you're not really flying, but you're kind of flying and stuff. Also it's really cool. Also tells it in cool comic book self formats. Yeah, right. And it, it, the developers said they took direct inspiration from Western and French, specifically French comic book artists like Mobius, which you can see yeah, definitely. the Mobius influence, which I love that style so much yeah. dude i love yeah. that i mean i'm like Very that, unique. yeah that's unique and yeah. it's really cool so that was just like really great is it a perfect game no it's got it's like little hang up sure. but i mean it's in my heart like something i hold near and dear you know it's yeah. it's got that feel that's just like 
so unique, and I it just it, it gives you me are a her, feeling. You know? Yeah, it gives me a. That 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 those kind of games are really really fun as well when they get the spirit right, and that's actually what's the most important theme of like any video game adaptation. Uh, sorry, comic book adaptation is getting these these feelings and invoking you in the shoes, putting you in the shoes of being this hero, and it's yeah, it's pretty cool. But it doesn't even have to be just limited to superheroes too. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. And I mean, there are plenty of comic books that aren't even about superheroes, and ones that have been adapted to games, like The Walking Dead. What a great fucking series! What yeah, a great I mean, series! I the Walking got Dead. really tired of the TV series. You know, it kind of got into more. Uh, I mean, one of the things with serialized media is that you know they they've got this kind of like narrative hook at the end of it and it it falls into this kind of like you know predictable pattern that like you know i got tired of the series but i absolutely loved uh i didn't play the second season but i loved the first season of telltale's walking dead yeah i've I've actually played all three seasons i finished clem's story clementine's story uh and it has a satisfying satisfactory ending um and yeah, that's you're right. Yeah, it's like the hook, whatever the hook is of the story that it brings you to play these games. That's what you need to invoke. That's what you need to capture when you're playing. You know, and The Walking Dead has always been to me like not just a survival game, but the game, a game about human nature, a game about what the capabilities, what people can do when there's really no holds, no strings attached, no holds barred, and when you take away the consequences of law and jail, and and people are like, all right, well, if this guy pisses me off, I'm just gonna fucking kill him. Yeah. That that shit fascinates me, you know what I mean? So that's the essential root of The Walking Dead. And like I'm walking I even I'm even like I'm a I'm a vast vast Walking Dead fan. Uh, I'm still watching the show, I'm still watching the the series, played all the games, played the spin-offs, the 100 days and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. So so I was really into it. Uh, am into it, I should say. And yeah, dude, like seeing that the evolution of that series as a game like there's a there's that VR game I haven't tried yet. That, Saints uh, and Sinners. Saints and Sinners. Really yeah. cool. It's got it's like I, survival elements and that's stuff. That's kind of what I. It's on my to do list for sure. But I definitely want to try that stuff out. And you know, I've all, I, with a story like that, you plant the basis of okay, here's the end of the world. Uh, where can we go from there? And sure. video game options are endless. You know what I mean? You just follow a, a character story, go through quote unquote adventures because it's really hell that they're going through. And then eventually, what? Like, keep doing that and then weighing the story down? Actually, the, game, the, the story picks up, like, reforming society. You know what I mean? That's, right. That's, like, where it's at. I've always wanted to see them, like, get to the point in, in the series, in the whole Walking Dead universe, to, to create a new society. And, like, in the comics and even in the TV show, they, they banded together. They formed a constitution. They have, like, a mini right. government. It's awesome. It's awesome to see that kind of stuff. Sounds kind of like... Um was that Z Nation and Black Summer? Yeah, you know, yeah, that? I never watched stuff, Z Nation. Yeah. No, but, but all that stuff derives from, yeah, from the yeah, Walking Dead. You know? Sure, absolutely. Huge, yeah. very influential. For sure, for yeah. sure. Um, so one game that I really want to touch on and that I did play that I personally got really into, back in the day, you know, we had a ton of different games, right? But nothing that was like, Really nailing it. And for some reason, we weren't really seeing the Hulk in games. Mm. And then we got Hulk Incredible. What is the, it? The Ultimate Smash, Destruction. Ulti- Ultimate Destruction. Yeah. What a game. What a game, dude. And it's so Open funny. Open world. Like, 
you can oh, destroy, destroy buildings. It. You can weaponize like vehicles. He, he picks up a fucking tank, rips it off in his arms, and creates and throws, tank gloves. You know, like, you can know the tank gloves. The, like missiles. There's even there's even little fucking t- touch it touches that they put on. Like if you stand next to a building and just smash on the building, the vi- the building will eventually crumble yeah. down. Shit like that. And you dude, can you know? run up buildings. You can, you can jump if you hold the jump button. I think you could jump even higher. And yeah. you could unlock abilities or skills. So it's like you could jump. And charge it up and like chain higher jumps. Yeah. And then set it so that when you come down, you just like demolish. Smash. It. Smash. Smash. Oh, smash. Smash. Exactly. Like, yeah. So that was really cool. That And that like kind of set the bar. Yeah. You know, yeah. and in open world superhero games later, we would get. Just evolutions know, from Spider-Man that. Spider-Man 2 on the PS, PS2 area, which we did have some good Spider-Man games. The PS1, uh, was it. Um, Never soft or whatever. Tony yeah. Hawk using yeah. the Tony Hawk engine. Yeah, yeah. they made to make a Spider Man game with Stan Lee narrating, narrating. the like, tutorials, dude. Yeah, yeah he was. Very he, cool, I remember very that. Yeah. Cool. So, and there were costumes and things you could. A lot of things, like Easter some, eggs. Yeah, you know so I mean? it really did. I think the source material justice, but it wasn't until we got Spider Man Two that used that open world. You yeah. know, that yeah, was crimes happening on the city, and so it was similar. It was similar in a lot of ways to Hulk, but then it was you know it was Spider Man. It, it was up. It was up to another degree you know I it mean, was amped up the first spider-man game in that era based off the movie was very so so i don't even think that i mean it, it was fun i played it it had like you could unlock i think the green goblin when you beat the game and plays him and nice all these cool things but it wasn't you know i mean it, it i don't think it was as good as like the ps1 spider-man games the story wasn't as good i mean it was just trying to adapt the movie yeah, you know yeah. and I don't think it did the movie justice. I'm a huge Sam Raimi well, fan. Yeah, actually, now that you touch upon that, that's actually like having a, a video game from a comic book try to be mainstream, attaching it to a movie tie-in was the way to go, at least back then. You know yeah. what I mean? It was like, who's going to play a Spider-Man game unless you're a comic book fan and comic book fans are low? So we want this to be for the main people, for everybody, for the main yeah. audience. So how do we do that? Oh, we attach it to a video game. So I attach it to a movie. So uh, Spider-Man 2 is coming out. Let's fucking make a video game out of it. And companies that had the money would put love into it, you know, like Spider-Man 2. Yeah, you know? but I mean, it, it was going from one medium to another. Me- it was being adapted from one medium yeah, to another that, medium. That's the and issue. then that added adaptation was being adapted yeah that's the issue that's the issue Then spider-man 2 came and they were like i mean the biggest the biggest thing was it nailed the feeling and it was that web slinging yeah it It was that was uh that's it what was his name uh jamie freestrom had been unhappy with the the web swinging and the first one in his free time kind of worked on it until he got like a working prototype and showed it to him and then they were like oh okay you can do this look at that and then he was just like not showing it to anyone after that kind of keeping it because it was like a struggle but he pushed through and then he got yeah in the game yeah and it was like that was a big part of what i mean jumping up and then you can tell with the newer Spider-Man game that, that they that were was influenced. They, from that. they were, yeah, they were heavily influenced by that. And I they, mean, yeah, Activision's game definitely, definitely was influenced by that. And having like that feeling of swinging with modern graphics is perfection. Chef's kiss, you know sure. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The 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 holding the triggers to swing and just imagine a big open world. You're new. You're in New York. Yeah. And, you know, you're Spider-Man. Go. You know. Ugh. Oh, very awesome cool. you know and they make you feel like spider-man you know like the 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 dialogue the characterisms the the mannerisms the 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 banter uh, awesome. sure awesome and game. i and i i think again as we've said many times nailing that feeling is critical 
I mean, there are very few games that really nail it. And, you know, we're going to get into Batman. That yeah. definitely does that. But yeah. while we're on the note of Spider-Man, I don't know if you were aware of this, but uh, Shattered Dimensions, do you remember that game? Yeah, yeah. Was it like game. four different? Yeah, that was the uh, the North Spider-Man, the 2049, 2099 Spider-Man, the modern day Spider-Man. Yeah, and they got him voiced by like all the different actors. Oh, did they? Nice. Yeah, yeah all nice. this stuff. And it was pretty cool. But that actually was the inspiration for the Spider-Verse comics. Oh, that's what Spider-Verse comics came out of that. And then we got the Spider-Verse movie. And we've also got, you know, the new live-action Spider-Man movie going into the whole multiverse thing. Yeah, yeah. It all started with that game. That's awesome. I didn't know that. And it's cool to see it going the other way around now. Where it's like the games are inspiring them. Like, we have Injustice. And then we later got Injustice comic books. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a good which point. is really cool. And I that's think point. the story in Injustice is awesome. It's I think cool. it's the biggest selling point. The combat is fun, but I mean, I would rather play Mortal Kombat and MK versus DC. Fuck that shit. Yeah, yeah, the online it was one. like a teen, teen, <laughs> Actually, there was teen a, rated the... game. Teen rated Mortal Kombat. It's lame, dude. It's just like <laughs> yeah, I heard wrong. It. I, I didn't try it. I didn't try it. And there's also the DC Universe Online, and you know that's a big yeah. But play Injustice online. was cool. It was stellar. Really, really cool. Great story. You know, I'm not a I'm not a fighting game aficionado or anything, but I can appreciate them. Uh, Mortal Kombat, you know, for sure, because that was always that that to me was more superb than, than Street Fighter. You know what I yeah. mean? Because of the blood, especially and the violence. The violence is the gimmick of the thing. Yeah. Um, but when I heard Injustice being made, I actually didn't. I thought initially it was going to be another one of those cash grabs, another one of those. Uh, let's just release a game, whatever. Then it started getting good reviews uh, based on the story, which intrigued me. I'm like, how good? How good how can the story be? How a fighting be? game have a good story? Precisely. Yeah. And then I do it, and I play it, and I'm like, wow. The biggest takeaway from this whole game Stellar. was the story. It was awesome and and genius how they started the conflict at the beginning of the game then they have a five years later and then the rest of the game happens and that that's that story but then they took that idea of the five years later and they're like let's make a comic book from it yeah so then there's year one year two year three year four year five leading up to the first game uh then they did the same thing with injustice 2 injustice 2 has a five-year gap as well and they're they, i and still they, haven't played yeah they I did mean, the I've same thing briefly played too but i haven't gone through the story but i've heard it's also yeah it, it was a good story to me the first one is is far superior the first but one was great it's yeah because yeah. that that story of just the idea of an evil superman that's come on that's awesome that's awesome yeah i mean uh you like Invincible, right? Yeah, definitely. That, that comes from Same that. Same concept. Exactly. That yeah, comes from that. So exactly. good. Exactly. Uh, I have a friend who read the comic book and said he liked the show a lot more. I haven't read the book, but I love the show. And he said the comic kind of fell into some tropes and felt like there was some filler content and stuff. Yeah. And so far with the show, it's just been like hard hitting, like, no filler it's all just yeah yeah well they took the best parts of the comics and and adapted it into one straight linear storyline uh i i got back into the comics after the show came out just kind of refresh my head and i went up i got the omnibus i went up to like issue 50 i'm meaning to finish them but you're right like the story is a lot slower paced in the comics it's from robert kirkman so he knows what he's doing but but he also knows that walking dead he's the walking dead yeah so he's uh so he knows that it, it you know you have to you only have 20 pages to fill a story and every now and then you know you got to keep them on the edge of your feet yeah and you got to have those hooks which yeah. sometimes it gets kind of tiring of getting to the end Definitely. of an issue and just being like come on especially like, when you're reading them month to month month yeah, to month you, you gotta know? wait you, you sit there you're waiting for one you get one that's kind of like a, a filler comic for lack of a better expression and 
then you're waiting another month because you're like, man, what happened to that cliffhanger two <laughs> issues ago? You know, I, what happens to his dad? I want to know and stuff like that. Sure, sure. So, I mean, I think on on that note, it's a good time to segue into one of your favorites. Yeah, the Arkham series. Yeah, which is absolutely stellar. And, I mean, we've had Batman games before. I don't think we ever had a truly great. Batman game though. I mean, yeah. Spider Man had already had a few games that were like good. X Men had had some games. We had yeah. had seen some nice adaptations. Batman had had some generic. Yeah, know. there were a bunch of '90s games and on the Nintendo and stuff like that, and they were all for the most part uh, platformers. You know, yeah. with with uh, gadgets like. You know, it didn't make the, you feel like it Batman. didn't make you feel like Batman. I mean, for, I tried. That was as close as we got. In the same way that you know, eighty nine's Keaton movie was as close to like the dark Batman that we could get right. at that time. Now we've got complaints about too many dark Batman movies. Yeah, it's like, yeah. come on. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, the Arkham series, Which like developed by Rocksteady. Rocksteady, the 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 infamous. The, I mean, the very famous, not infamous, the very famous <laughs> Rocksteady. I mean, they uh, there there was a trilogy, right? A trilogy, yeah. and there was one other game origins yeah. origins origins is one of the lesser like games in the series yeah. developed by another studio yeah, i, I still haven't played origins but i've heard a lot of good things about origins actually but i think just starting with arkham asylum i mean like we said earlier you know it had was it paul dini right mm. we've got the original voice actors from the animated series back in the day i mean it's you know it's pedigreed right yep. you know and then rocksteady did this thing you know i mean the first one's more you know self-contained smaller and i want to describe it as open world in fact i would describe the first one as more of almost a metroidvania yeah you know? it's yeah like, definitely which it's I in an enclosed really like. environment yeah. yeah and you unlock abilities and can go back to previous areas the same yeah. way you would in in metroid or castlevania exactly. or any of that stuff exactly where you can unlock new areas with new abilities and yep. stuff. So, and then it had like a detective mode. There were tons of Easter eggs. You know, I mean, yeah. it's like in the very beginning of the game, you're coming up against um, what is the name of that dude? The one uh, that cuts. Oh, Zaz. Zaz, yeah. right? And Zaz was not a hugely prominent character. In, yeah, in the comics, he's the very comics. cool because, you know, like, he's, like, crazy. He's, like, he's, he slices himself for every murder sure, that he does. Sure, but he know? wasn't hugely prominent in the comics, right? And then in the games and TV adaptations and stuff, we've gotten to see a lot more of Zach, yeah. which is, like... And he's terrifying in those yeah, games. Yeah, it's, it's really insane. cool to yeah. see in different mediums get smaller characters more filled out like that you know yeah and there were all these little easter eggs and you know tip of the hat to the comic book fans and i think Definitely. even more so in arkham city you know where it was like you could go find the place where his parents had been killed yeah and then there's like know? a little cutscene and a little mini level with the scarecrow there sure and you know and also the mind fucks, dude. With yeah, that's it. Really cool. I mean, in, ultimately, it's all about like capturing that essence. Again, the same theme, capturing that essence. And of all of the comic book uh, video games that we're going to talk about, Batman is the one closest to me. Not just because I'm a huge Batman fan. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a Batman fan. But it's also it's just because... Like they they took a lot of what I would say psychological aspects of sure. being Batman. You know what I mean? Uh, 
hey, making you feel like a detective because Batman's supposed to be you know smarter than, I mean, it than the police. Out you know what I mean, detective comics, right? definitely, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, like, the detective mode is one, but actually going to crime scenes in, in the in the later games, you're able to to investigate crime scenes and get clues. There's also that really cool VR game that puts you, you know, still uh, haven't played that. Like the VR game, you can't do the. City? It is actually it is Rocksteady. You can't do the uh, the uh, you know kinetic action right. sequences in it because of the limitations of VR. Right. So they delved way deeper into the detective okay. aspect. Oh, okay, that's cool. So so in like the one of the first crimes you're solving is well, I don't want to spoil it, but one of Batman's close allies gets murdered. And so you're investigating what happened and, and putting it together, and then that's it. Like the whole story can, can be completed in a like, couple hours, two, three hours maybe. Um, but that's it. They make you feel like Batman. There's a moment in the VR game, speaking of which, where you're suiting up. So you're like, you grab the cowl, you grab the gloves, you put everything on, you put the chest piece on, you look at yourself in the mirror and it's Batman's reflection looking back at you. That's and cool. dude, I don't care who you are. When you're looking at the mirror and the reflections, Batman, do you feel like Batman? That's cool. It's awesome. It's awesome. You, you hit a little Check piano king, you hit a little piano key, you go down to the Batcave and as you're descending into the Batcave, you're like, damn, you know, this is like the, my, the history of everything I'm at. So it's really, really cool. Really, really cool. Masters. And those games did that very very well i'm gonna have to check out the vr game you're selling me on it it's pretty cool i think one of my biggest issues with these games so and i still have to play origins and um night night's the third one right uh arkham knight yeah yeah so one of my biggest issues and i think it seems like it gets worse as the series goes on and this is also kind of an issue with just open world games in general, mm. right? And that's why I think it gets worse as the series goes on because it did become more open. I mean, as I said, the first one Very was more linear enclosed. and more of a Metroidvania, mm. you know? It wasn't this, like, go explore the city. No, you're in the asylum and you're, you know... Get from point A to point B. Sure. a lot of stuff happening in between. <laughs> yeah, but... You know, as they kind of focus more on making them open world games yeah. and everything, you run, you know, you're going around Arkham City and doing the like Riddler, yeah. Sure, you know, yeah. it's like, and I know that exists in Night as well, and it and it was in the first one as well, yeah. but it, it's like it becomes increasingly more apparent that it's like, dude, I mean, like the cities at great risk right now, Batman. Why are <laughs> you like taking a you know, to taking a moment and just like, <laughs> Riddle. hmm, Riddler's not going to actually do anything dangerous if I don't do I mean, there's no, like, yeah. bomb timer countdown or something yeah, for the yeah, Riddler. Yeah. But for the city, there's, like, crazy shit going on. But you're like, but, you know, like. Let me stop right here. Just solve put this a pin movie. in that, and I'm just going to solve the Riddler because yeah. it's like an egomaniac that needs to fucking, like, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like. Why? It doesn't narratively make sense. Yeah, you know? for sure. Absolutely. So it's like, is it, it, I mean, there are fun little mysteries and side things, but like, it's also, it kind of a little bit breaks the immersion for yeah, me. Because it's just like, dude, like, it's Bruce, a, what are you doing? <laughs> Go save the city. Uh, hold on. Give me, give me a second. Let me talk to the Riddler right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, I've got a 
tea party with the scarecrow. I've got to. I've got to go see the calendar man to see what what's or, a, no, what's the a holiday Hatter, coming. Not the scarecrow, but <laughs> they're yeah. both in it. They're both. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're yeah. both in the series. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a side effect of having like an open world element because you know you can not put those stuff that stuff in. But then why would you have the open world? Yeah. Of course, so you're gonna put it I in. I just think there could have been a better way to kind of narratively make it make sense. It's my only takeaway. You know, for sure. Like, but it, it's like a minor blemish on a otherwise Super outstanding weird. series. You know, and now we've got Rock City still working on a comic book game, but they're stepping away from Batman. I mean, it's still in the same universe, universe. but I mean, it's Suicide Squad. I think against like the the Justice. It sounds like the Justice kills League the went Justice bad. League. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know. S- sounds cool. Gameplay looks kind of cool. I'm curious and well-established studio. So it could be really great. Yeah, really good. yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to that game a lot. Not only for like the the gameplay elements that look like you're gonna be able to choose four characters and go sure. around, and and these are characters that now we've kind of are familiar with because we've seen the Suicide Squad in different mediums, particularly the movies. Yeah, the movies are terrible. They, yeah, but, I mean, we'll finally maybe get a good mainstream adaptation of what the Suicide Suicide Squad is. You know, I mean, James Gunn's latest movie was actually pretty damn I didn't good. Watch the latest. It was one, pretty good. I saw I, parts I, of the first one and then watched an in-depth analysis of why it was so bad and I was like I don't think I can ever actually bring myself to watch it. That's funny and, and I James did watch the Harley Quinn movie though and it yeah, was yeah. and it was like not great. But the she nailed the character. I will say that That's much. It. She did a really good job. Uh who who was the who was that actress? Margot Robbie. Yeah, Margot Robbie yeah. really I think did a good job with the character. I just don't think the movie was like it could have been great and i think it was it wasn't bad yeah it, it, had, was, its it, was entertaining. it had its issues yeah, yeah and at, at the very least you can tell that they like the comics they they're yeah. trying to like you know be as faithful to the comics while adding their own spin to it as well but i think you know regardless of how you feel about it there's no debate about whether or not the suicide squad or just that whole area and the actors associated with it and everything yeah. has been n- receiving very mixed reviews, you know? And so I think that Rock City has a chance here to potentially do something really great in the mainstream media with a really cool concept, you know? That's it. You know you know what brings me into these comic book games, a lot of the times the hook is, is the story itself, as we've mentioned with, sure. with Justice. And so that story, to me, kills the Justice League. Oh, man, there's so much intrigue and so many, like, yeah. potential things that they could do. Like, I have my theories as well, you know, like, I don't actually think they're actually going to kill the Justice League. I think they're going to, like, face each dude, each member of the Justice League, fight them. That's good. They're going to be a boss in their own level. And then somehow maybe join forces or something. I think it would something. be cool if they kill him. I think, you know, going That'd be back, different too, though. You know, I went, to like I went, what you know. said about Injustice, the coolest part of that is the evil Superman. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, that's just like, yeah, what would happen, right? If they're all bad. And, you know? Yeah, so what if Justice League is just like a fuck, turns for whatever reason to a fucked up group, yeah. which is terrifying. Yeah. That's absolutely terrifying. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so too much power right there. That could be really cool, you know? <laughs> But on that note, dude, like, I absolutely love, like, dark, kind of messed up shit in comics. I mean, one of my favorite comics is Neil Gaiman's The Sandman series, which yeah. is, like, really morbid. And it, it kind of touches, I mean, he goes to, like, Arkham Asylum and stuff. It's, like, still in that, like, universe, but it's, like, very separated. 
and much darker yeah, more, and more fucked up than gritty. like yeah, gritty is a good way to put it. I mean, there's like some fucked up shit. Like there's like a serial killers convention and all of these things. Damn. And what are they? Yeah, like all kinds of fucked up shit. Yeah. And it, you know. Uh and I love that stuff. And so one of my favorite comic book adaptations is The Darkness. The which Darkness, is man. So good. Yeah. It's got yeah. Mike Patton of Faith No More yeah. voicing the darkness, doing all that like, like the darkness. I, ha- I, having the, the the creature talk to him and get that gravitas in his voice, you know. Yeah, it's so cool. It yeah, really it was. got this feeling, even if it wasn't a perfect game, it nailed this vibe and that like Getting that, like, I remember there was an achievement you got for just sitting on the couch with Jenny and, and then watching, watching a movie. It. Oh, and, man, I remember that one. Yeah, dude. Be, but it, like, it makes you feel like, okay, there's this, like, connection between you and Jackie. Like, you that world. Feel like, you feel like you're Jackie and you are, like, you care about Jenny, which makes, you know, the game really have some weight. Oh, definitely, dude. One of the most intriguing parts to me in the in those series of the Darkness games is is the mafia aspect because sure. you're like you're a you're a mafioso. You're in that world. You know what I mean. And yeah. so that your enemies are the family, and everybody else is just you know a criminal underworld. It's the criminal underworld element of it. And speaking on that on that scene with with your wife, you see Girl. your wife. Yeah. Is it oh your girlfriend? Yeah. You see her like die. Like you you you're forced. The darkness forces you. It forces you to watch that shit, and you're like, well. You know, up until that point, I hadn't seen many things like that. So when you're seeing it, you, you're pissed. You're like, "Fuck this! I want to kill everybody now." You know? Yeah. I mean? And you're and, and the darkness wants that. It wants you to feel that. It encourages it you to do it, dude. Over. The game encourages you to do that by like the the more kills you get, the better the game gets. The more things you unlock, so on and so forth. And yeah, it's putting you on the shoes of that and with that power. Fuck yeah, dude. That's what that's what a fucking. And then that like the ultimate like end game, the climax of it. It's just like you really feel. That power. Yeah. And it finishes with, say, I mean, the story arc of that game, even if the gameplay itself, the gameplay itself is fun, but it's got, I mean, there are criticisms to make about the game, but the story itself, absolutely stellar. Yep. Second one also had a pretty good, cool, fun, enjoyable story, and they made the game, they fixed a lot of the issues. Yeah, the there's a continuation. They better, and it was cel-shaded, it had that. Like more comic book, Element, feel. yeah, that comic yeah, book and look. And I think, I think aesthetically, the second one because of that holds up a little bit better. Sadly, the first one we have no real easy way to play yeah. it today. It's yeah. not on PC. It's not Game Pass. Know? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, what the fuck, you know? Like I've got to bust out my PS3 or something to play that. I mean, who knows with that new uh, PlayStation tier system? Yeah, you know, maybe. who knows? We'll but, see. Yeah, we'll but see. yeah, that also has its issues because if it's a streaming only game, oh, exactly. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, but I mean, first one, great game. I've been thinking about replaying the second one just because that is one of my all-time favorites. So yeah, dude. I'll, I'll yeah, those on games. that note, on that note, you know, I think I want to just spend a few minutes talking about some of our each of our own favorite game experiences, and you know, leave a moment to just talk about some honorable mentions for sure. That, that for maybe sure. you didn't even know were comic books. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So I mean, for me, dude, when I got my new computer. Uh, Deadpool is one of my favorite characters. Okay, you right? can't you can't go without mentioning yeah, Deadpool. And, and de- yeah, I can't. It's, I love Deadpool. Okay, that that comic book. Like, and speaking of the aesthetic, that game in terms of like it. It makes you feel like you're in a comic book. There, sure. even, even his inner monologues are like thought bubbles that you can see. You know, not just the game itself. Okay, so like 
I don't know if you know this. The game had been delisted due to licensing. Yeah, issues. yeah, and, it's, and you I, can't and, find it anymore. Yeah, and so, but I when it was relisted, I just before it got delisted, I got it and I got into it. But I looked into like because I love Dipo. I've been following the game development, the marketing, and stuff. And even in the marketing, dude, I mean, like the first trailer for the game was like. Deadpool announcing that he had walked into the High Moon Studios offices and demanded that they make a game. And like in interviews and stuff, the lead of the studio had said like, yeah, he walked into my office and I mean, I have kids and stuff. He told me if I didn't make the game, he was going to break both my arms. And really? So just, <laughs> I'm just glad it got made. <laughs> we're making the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like in the interviews, the marketing, everything, they, they put up billboards where it was like an ad for like the amazing Spider-Man. And then like Deadpool had graffitied over it to make it in an ad. For nice. So it was like in nice. everything about it, it was like they were embodying the character. You could tell they were fans. Yeah. Was it a perfect game? No, no, but you can tell they were fans. You can tell they were fans, and and I think if you are a fan of the character, yep. it's a game that you'll enjoy. I mean, it like the story itself, also written by you know uh, one of the the writers for the, the original series. writers. Yeah, so I mean, like really doing the kind of the character justice. The gameplay was a little bit generic, sometimes generally fun. The difficulties were broken. It's not something to be played on, sure. you know, on a higher. Di but if you just lower the difficulty, just kind of turn off some parts of your brain and enjoy yeah. the story. It's fun. It's and, fun, enjoy it for dude. what it is because you yeah. you do go out going there with curveballs that you where it's like you're playing through like a Mario game and stuff. Where, yeah. Oh yeah. Where the, the, oh yeah. The studio lost money to like it changes. It, it it has its own flavors and it breaks the fourth wall. It's Deadpool through and through. You know. Yeah. What I mean? So that shit was. Fun is fuck, fuck yeah. for me. Yeah. That wasn't actually in, you know, we, until we got a mainline Deadpool game, we've only seen Deadpool in like many iterations, guest Marvel starring roles. Capcom, Marvel versus yeah. Capcom. One that comes to mind that we didn't mention is the Ultimate Alliance series. Oh, yeah. And that's like, like a really like revered. Dude, specifically the first one. Yeah, yeah. Other, yeah. That series, like, is that that to me is very endearing to me. That's like some bonding time I had with the homies back at home. You know, we we sit there and we'd four player the shit out of that sure, game, yeah. like the shit out of it. I briefly played, spent some time with it doing four player co op with some friends, and it was just fucking fun, dude. Like the second, there's so many characters. The second one for me is the one that that's like, yeah, the first one's well regarded. The I second, the third one was not that good. I yeah, the one for Switch. Yeah, yeah, it was alright, but. uh but it's that second one. It's just on top of everything, on top of like the the camaraderie with your teammates. There, it's the Civil War storyline from the Which comics. Is dope. Hell yeah, dude! That that led you to basically have two different branches of stories yeah. uh, depending on which side you chose which forced you to then play the game again from a different side. Sure, sure. You gotta love that. You gotta love that replayability. Yeah, it's awesome. that's cool. For sure. Uh, for me, one of my favorites, which. Technically, this didn't start out as a comic book franchise, but became a pretty popular one. And they made one of my favorite games, AVP. AVP. Yeah. Tell me about this one, because that's one I didn't actually play. Okay, so uh, what was it? I think it might have... Was it Rebellion? What was the studio? I don't remember. No, it, I think it was Monolith. I, I'll have to double check later. But sure. the first game was great it had really good lighting it was just a cool game it hasn't aged as well as the second one which is really highly regarded rebellion rebellion, rebellion. see there we go man i was right right on 
All right, so the first one was really good. Does the source material well? So it's like you have three separate campaigns, right? Marines, Predators, Aliens, each with their own stories and everything, right? How's the combat in that game? So it's all first person, but with the like with the uh, the Marines, it's like you're walking around with the iconic, you know, motion detector and everything. It feels uh, like a horror game. You're walking with like a flashlight in dimly lit corridors. Scares the shit out of you. Yeah, dude, yeah, it's scary. Nice. And then the the aliens are crawling on walls and stuff, and have stuff the predator can do the like crazy leaps and use its harpoon. Yeah, and 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 the heat vision and all the different stuff and it just nails the feeling you know yeah definitely and it's got a good story the second one has an even better story wow and for whatever re- and it the present it's like as an alien you start out as a face hugger oh shit and you have to like sneak around in a base find someone then you you become a chest burster and you have shit. You, burn, you literally start <laughs> nice. in the level inside the chest really? and have to claw your oh. way out bite your way out of the fucking That's chest pretty cool. and sneak around without getting detected until you can find a place to nest up and turn into Wow. Yeah. So right it's on. like really cool That's stuff. That's the that, essence right that there. It does it. Yeah. And yeah. then the third one just is a graphical update story-wise. It's not as good, but it was like it was nice that they like you know, kind of did kept a graphical update and she kept it going. And the multiplayer and stuff was fun. There's a cool horde nice. mode. They added a horde mode, which oh, shit, is like yeah. you're, it's like last man standing, Marine, just co op four dudes holding up against a shit ton Survive. of aliens. Yeah, which is like live in the graphical <laughs> update and everything. Like, that's cool. It feels like being in, uh, in aliens or something. Dude, speaking of that, like that's, we've been talking over and over about how it's, how important it is to like be in the shoes of that character yeah. and whatnot. One thing that, that I have to mention, one game I have to mention is the Punisher. Hell, I was going to mention that in the honorable mention. Oh mentions. man, dude, like, like spe- speaking, speaking of how like uh, in depth you were with Deadpool, they made you feel like the Punisher in the you Punisher game. You have to do game. the torture scenes. It's, and it's yeah. awesome how they did it because it's not like you just grab a guy in the interior. It's, it's in the middle of a fight. You have to leave one of them standing and then you have to like go to like whatever machine is next to you the, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it just becomes a matter of give me the information. Then you can choose should I fucking kill this guy fuck him or let him live right. or, or beat the Of course I. Because <laughs> yeah. those, those killing animations is what make Frank Sadly, Castle Frank Castle yeah. sure sadly I never played that one but I would really like the it was great it, it was great so cool. I think it was PS2 actually yeah it was PS2 yeah yeah so also I think of note something that we have to mention are the Lego games mm. dude how can we not how first we of not? all great humor in those games but humor aside they do I think out, not just in the you know superhero stuff yeah in all of the all Star of their Wars adaptations, stuff, they they are incredibly, you know, faithful faithful to the source material. Absolutely, I was gonna, I was going to agree with you. Absolutely, of- like the the Lego games, man. Like uh, I'll I'll admit, I've played way more of them than than I should have because I've played almost all of them, they're almost fun. all of them. They're I mean, great. They're just they're like a good. I can turn off my brain and kind of. But that doesn't mean that the games are bad. It just means that I can. I can play Legos, you know, with motion. You what, know what I mean? Like how I used the, to as a kid. Um, I think it's the Lego Avengers game or whatever. What where, a great where, it's like, game. It's like an open world game. I mean, you feel like the characters, you, you, dude. You, sw- you switch between any adven- and Avenger. Can, oh, so and, and, they, cool. and they give them each unique abilities that make you feel exactly like them. Characterizations and, and voice acting, all that so stuff. So cool. It's really, fun, and, really and, fun. And funny, dude. I mean, and, They're and, funny. Yeah, they're legit funny. And yeah. here's the thing, dude. On that note, right, we talk about the dark... Like Batman movies and stuff, right? Yeah. But Momo, shut up. <laughs> My cat. 
He wants to be part of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome, guest. <laughs> guest cat. Um, the Lego Batman movie, with its comedy and everything. Oh, yeah. Is, I think, potentially one of the best Batman movies yes. we've ever got. Yes, absolutely. It delivers is. us the Batman. Yeah. Like, you know, there's no, I mean, he is like the bat. I mean, he's pained. I mean, like, there's this whole. It's Batman, but it's not taking away anything from the character. You know, it's just a different tone of it, you know, but I mean, all that really, stuff is still it's there. It's just the, the whole dark Batman, all the fucked up shit and everything. It's still there. And then we're just going to throw some comedy on You know what I mean? Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah and, somehow. And, 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 and exactly, because they do it well. They balance. Yeah. They find that balance. They find that niche, and they just, it works. It works. Yeah. I mean. The games, too, the Lego Batman games, sure. one, two, three, they're just all there. They're all there with the knee. And they're all original stories, too. Which makes it pretty cool, you know what I mean? It is, it is. Yeah, really cool stuff. So I just want to mention a couple of things. Oh, before before we go on this, I have to, I can't, I'll be remiss if I didn't mention. uh, I just finished, literally two hours ago before coming here, finished playing Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, I- I I heard it as a great soundtrack. I gotta tell you about this. So so one aspect is the soundtrack. What a fucking amazing, like just on top of the mainstream uh, uh, songs that they put from the 80s. There's a band, a fictionalized band in the game called Star-Lord, where he gets his name from. And uh, uh, after you finish the game and you start a new game plus, I kind of just, the beginning of the game, the kid is just sitting there listening to the music. I kind of just sat there and listened to the music. And I was like, man, this is legit good music. Like they, yeah. these guys hired a band and made this kind of music. Like it's really, it, it legitimizes the game. But on top of all of that, it's the dialogue, it's the banter, it's the wittiness, it's the the story itself. That story is really good. Way better than it has any any right to be. You know what I mean? The the game has a a mechanic where you know, if you're Peter Quill doing something in the level and you're not moving or interacting with anything in like 30 seconds, yeah. somebody will say something. Somebody they'll on your team, they'll quip, they'll ask you a question. Every now and then, those quips will give you an option to then choose a dialogue option oh, to then yeah. to respond in that band. And it's you spend always a lot of time just standing around, didn't you? Well, well I, <laughs> it, actually, it wouldn't have mattered because there's always something to do. Okay. But but it's really cool in that like they made me love that team over all over again like when that oh, yeah. movie came out like people people myself included fuck are the guardians of the galaxy who gives a shit like what so like, good. Like, dude and that movie comes out and you're like wow all right then that mo- the second movie comes out and they're in end game and you know then you know them in the mcu but then they go and they make another game which is not attached to the mcu at all and it's a guardians of the galaxy standalone story that has to establish the characterisms of each one yeah. has to like get the chemistry the chemistry is important dude and get it? They, oh, they nail that chemistry, yeah. dude! Uh, like, like Rocket, it. Rocket stands out in particular. Groot, uh, uh, even though he has three fucking lines, I am Groot. The dude delivers it in a way that you're like, you get what he's trying to say, kind of shit. Because yeah. Rocket's responses and stuff. That's but dope. but Drax takes the way he he takes the cake. Drax is fucking awesome. In this I think game. one of my favorite points in the movie was. Uh, when when he's like eating the potato chips, it's just about, like you can't see about, me. Can't, yeah. <laughs> there, there are moments like the literal moments, like they they amp the they amp up the the literacy of his understandings way more, and it's just awesome. It's just fucking it's it's great. And I and yeah, out. I highly recommend it for anybody listening. I highly recommend Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. So there are a couple games that you may not have known were comics. Like oh, hit me with them. Turok. 
Ooh. Dinosaur Hunter. Oh, I played Turok. I didn't know that. Yeah. It was originally a comic book. Really? Yeah. Right on. Oh, Crazy, right? I remember that one, yeah. Shadow Man. Shadow Man. Didn't try that also one. Also a comic book. Really? Was, uh, there was two games on the PlayStation 1. I think maybe in 64 as well. Nice. And uh, Sam and Max, old LucasArts oh, really? games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Originally those, comic books. Yeah, those Yeah, those I knew a, a little bit of. I actually never delved into that series like I wanted to, but I know they're detective-style games. Right? I, I loved, I loved, you know, the old LucasArts point and Point and click, yeah. yeah like, definitely. I just played Grim Fandango last week. Yeah, that's a good week. game. Yeah. It's a good game. Such a great writing in their games. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. The production values, like the animation, the the music and everything. Yeah. You know, voice acting. That flow. So good. That flow. So, yeah. And you don't always see that level of production quality in games, especially back then. Back then. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was, like, really special stuff. And then... um Going back to Telltale Games, Wolf I don't know Us. if you know. Yeah, they had the Wolf Among Wolf Us, which Among is Us, yeah. yeah. But did you know that their first game? They've done several comic book. Back to the Future. Their first game, or first like full game. Mm-hmm. Back to the Future is not comics. No, they? no, but they did. The Telltale did it. I yeah, just yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, they did a bunch. Well, of they, comics, yeah. <laughs> they even did Homestar Runner. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but uh, no, the one of the, they, their their first like full game was Bone. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I love Bone, dude. Yeah. Bone's so good. It's like if Lord of the Rings and Calvin and Hobbes had a baby. That's it. That's the best description I can that's a That's it. a really good description. Yeah. That's it. So do good. It. Yeah. So anyway, is there anything else you want to add? Yeah. There's one more game that I wanted to mention that had a lot of influence on me, and that's uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh, hell yeah. What a great fucking game, dude. What a great movie. What a great movie, too. But, yeah. you know, a lot of people complain about the movie doing a disservice to the comics because really? of the stuff they edited out. There's a lot of stuff they edited out. But, of course, I think if, if anybody to cut the right stuff, Edgar Wright was the guy to cut the right stuff, mm-hmm. and he made the movie work. But the game is way more faithful to the comic books because there's characters in the, in the game that were in the comic Book, like I knives his dad for example it. it's like uh it's like streets of rage right pretty but, much but pretty with much like rpg style yeah it's exactly that's exactly there's rpg elements in it with, with it's a brawler it's a brawler yeah. but it's uh it's just very endearing to me because i used to play with the homies as well uh and it was just that. four players and just yeah dude it's awesome and they brought it back like it was for a while there it was gone yeah you know, and then it came back and licensing it, stuff I guess. yeah yeah that's, yeah. It, that's it but you know i think they added stuff when they brought it back too didn't they do like a remaster like they, update or some yeah they added some stuff i think they added the dlc and they added online online play cool, so you can, cool. you can kind of try to see that it's nice to see it like you know slightly updated yeah for sure they yeah. did that with the comics as well and the comics were black and white when they came out and since then it's what happened with color. Bone as well they yeah. updated and yeah, made yeah, them color. color it's awesome and they look great in color yeah dude they are wow. Bone's so good so good um yeah any other stuff you want to touch on uh, I think that's it for me. Infamous. I mean, I talked about, I said about oh, it briefly in the beginning, but yeah, Infamous. Uh, Infamous although it's so not, good. it's not based on a comic book directly. You just it the influence like is it. everywhere. The influence is everywhere. But yeah. Yeah. Well, let's wrap up. I'd just like to know, like, what else are you playing recently? I've been playing, as I just said, Grim Fandango. I just played a game called Reventure. Nice. Which I was a little on the fence about, but it was on sale for two bucks, dude. Two dollars and fifty cents. Why not? And yeah. <laughs> got it. Like and it was like a parody of um like Zelda and like classic I mean the the prototype for it I think was called Lunk's Adventure. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was fun. And I think I'm gonna maybe be getting into um Abzu. 
later today. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. It's a nice little journey-ish. Yeah, I mean, I want to take a break from, like, just, I want a chill, you know, just narrative focus. You know, I know we're not talking about trophies in this round, but I I just wanted to mention that because I finished Guardians of the Galaxy, I had a a trophy glitch on me that prevented me from getting the platinum. It's kind of of bugging me and stuff. So, But I'll have to play that game again anyway because it's really awesome. Uh, but, but the, the games that like have these, these comic book just feelings are the ones that intrigue me. But of course, after having played Guardians of the Galaxy, take a little break for a little bit, uh, on the switch, I'm playing Munch's Odyssey. Oh, uh, nice, yeah, so dude. I love, it's actually I'm, my, it's actually my first time. I've never played the original. I haven't played, I only briefly played it and I've been wanting to go back and go through the whole thing. The Odd World series. But, but I, I, I recent, like a year or so ago went. And did New and Tasty, the remake yeah, of the yeah, first one, yeah. which is a pretty good remake. There's it's a, a solid few, remake. It's a solid few remake. few things yeah. that, like, I don't like the overuse of Bloom, but other than that, it's, like, it's really good, yeah. dude. Yeah, it pretty faithful. And, and, and I love Oddworld. Like, Stranger's Wrath is fantastic. That's next up for me. That's next up dude, for me. you're going to like that. That's the one that says, it's the only one that says HD like, on it. live <laughs> ammo and the whole Western feel nice. and all that. Nice. First and third person, it's great. Nice. So, but before I do Munch's Odyssey, I want to go back and replay... Um, Abe's Exodus. I don't think I finish it as a kid. So I want to do uh, Abe's Exodus. Then I'll do Munge's Odyssey. Replay Stranger's Wrath. And by then, I'll hopefully have a PS5. And I already have a that's copy. That's what I want, yeah. I have a copy of um, the remake of um, Exodus. Yeah, that's the one I want. Soulstorm, Soulstorm. Right? Yeah. I want to play that one as well. I'm looking forward to that one. That's why I'm kind of psyching myself up for that. I'm doing that on the Switch. And since I'm finishing Guardians, because uh, right before I finished Guardians, uh played Yakuza. So those, those were two just huge... Uh, one is an open world-ish kind of game with just a bunch of stuff to do on the side. That's Yakuza. And Guardians is a linear story, but there's a lot of collectibles, a lot of cool right. things to do. And it's a really long story, but it's Singing worth it. Singing at the KDV. Yeah, so I think, I don't know. I, I'm looking at Little Nightmares next. Uh, I heard that one was pretty good. Yeah, I'd like to check that out. I think it's a maybe a Swedish developer. Yeah, it just, it looks yeah. cool. Like It, it looks, just cool. looks, it looks cool. kind of like um, Inside. Yeah, it does, yeah. But it was on sale for like four bucks. And I was like, oh, yeah. let's pick it up. Let's see what it yeah, there's also a sequel to that. I'll check those out, actually. I'm going to see how long that is. That might be what I check. Yeah, I, I actually, that's what I needed. Like, I saw that Little Nightmares wasn't, like, really time-consuming. And it said, man, that's something I need Sometimes right now. Sometimes you need so, that. So that's what yeah. I want, you know? Cool. Well, thanks for joining. Right on, man. Demic, my man. Appreciate it. That was a right fun on. conversation. Getting deep into comic book games. So if you thanks are... Thanks for inviting me, brother. My pleasure. If you're interested in checking out other episodes of our podcast, you can check us out on your favorite podcasting app or on the website, chinagaming.org. Over and out. Peace.